Monorats. Probably not the only boys rewatch podcast to hate Todd, but the only boys rewatch podcast to keep banging on about it. I'm one of your hosts and jack of all trades, Mono, and with me is my co-host and master of none, Kira. Todd is a cunt. Yeah, he is. Todd is <laughs> Todd is the cunt. Yeah. But um, that's it. The no more season three. Yeah, it's all all said and done. Yep, but we're back one more time to talk about the season in general, what we liked, what we didn't like, everything in between. But yeah, no, really definitely enjoyed this season, just as much as the previous two, I'd say. Yeah, we got a lot more character stuff, a lot more backstory and things like that. Oh, definitely. Which was uh, the, like the wider world and the history and why these people do the things they do and Edgar's motivation. I still have questions about Edgar's motivation for giving Soldier Boy to the Russians. What did Vought get? A very good question. Yeah. A very good question. That has nobody's kind of gone near and I'm like... Vought had to have in the 80s in the height of the Cold War for yeah for what they gave up yeah <laughs> what did they get yeah no that's a question that I hope we will see addressed whenever Edgar comes back in season 4 I reckon yeah Edgar's but, gonna Edgar's gonna show up or something is gonna happen something's gonna be triggered by Edgar's departure from the company yeah no I was, I was a little disappointed we didn't get to see him in the finale and for I, him I, his I can, scathing um, rebuke of Homelander in episode 4 and then see ya <laughs> yeah. like he's not that guy who keeps coming back and being like ah you thought you were through with me sir no but there was nothing final about the way he left either so I do no. expect to see him back yeah well but, I, um, I reckon he's going to show up and start fucking with uh, Vic very probably he's going to throw all of his way behind whoever the other candidate is not yeah. Dakota Bob but we, we were supposed to keep theories and stuff for the end okay. <laughs> so Sorry. But no, I know you're fine. You're right. You are right, though. About it was there was an awful lot of character stuff. We still got plenty of of what makes the boys the boys in terms of the yeah. ridiculous stuff, and the character stuff is just as much what makes the boys the boys. But we got so much of it this season, and they did so well with nearly all of them. Yeah, no, and it was great time as well that we got more backstory and thing and more of the history of of the company and then the history of the boys themselves. Well, no. And their, like, there was had been hints at kind of MM's motivations, but to have that fleshed out too. Oh, yeah. And it to, like, because I'd been dreading MM's backstory. Yes, I know. And me too. And I had my theories about it that were mostly wrong, but just to the point of Vought's history. We didn't actually get as much as I was expecting. I would I would have liked a bit more Vought history, please. Because it was really only... Soldier Boy and Payback's history and that bit in Nicaragua. We didn't like get anything else. Yeah, I just I don't know from from what the the kind of the promo stuff and the inter- interviews coming up to season three, the way they were talking about it, I was nearly expecting that it was going to be kind of Vought in the sixties and the seventies building what they have now. Yeah, I mean, I'm still happy with what we got. I just I, I thought there was a bit more history coming in that side. Yeah, cause but we, all the history, we all got, the flashbacks we got were like Soldier Boy singing badly. Yeah, <laughs> and then the Nicaragua, and like, don't get me wrong, the Black Noir backstory stuff, fucking great. But we got Black Noir's black backstory, yeah, not all the, that, not Vaults. Yeah, all all the backstory that we got was great. It yeah. just wasn't what I was expecting as well. But yeah, oh yeah, no, Black Noir's backstory was heartbreaking, yeah. and mostly just heartbreaking. Yeah, because <laughs> I think if he didn't have a soft spot for Black Noir from like the little, if they hadn't thrown in those little personality quirks throughout the series. Mm. With him, like, doing a Japanese tea ceremony. Yeah. Body popping. Playing piano. That whole bit where he stares the pianist down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then, like, just starts playing. All the stuff for him crying in the corridor when they find out about V. You're still not over that. I'm not over that. That really, really fucking hurt. Uh, when he's so sad about Lucy. Yeah. You know, and him doodling Buster Beaver. Yes, that we realised when we rewatched back that when he's... Because when you see it the first time, you're like, what the fuck is that? Oh yeah, no, it was. I loved all the Black Door stuff we got. And I am... Heartbroken that he's... Gone. I'm heartbroken that he's dead, but it serves its purpose within the story, so I can't be too mad at it. It's not like, say, it's not like Rainer last season, where I was like, we could have... I felt like we could have gotten more out of Rainer. Yeah. I mean, we still can get more out of Black Noir, but I just, it it fit within the show, I thought. I know some yeah. people are upset about it. But I think oh, no, just, like, don't get me wrong, I would have loved to have had seen him go out in, like, a triumph. Definitely. But having it be Homelander and incredibly impulsive. Yeah. Because if that question had been answered differently, mm. he'd still be arraigned. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> 
So there is, it's, and it's Homelander doing that impulse killing that he loves to do so well, like he did with Doppelganger. He gets mad and he breaks his toys. Yeah, and he even says that to Ryan at the start of People are the thing, finale. Things. That Well, that he says that sometimes accidents happen and we break the things that we love the most. And that's basically what he's done to Black Noir because yeah. Soldier Boy doesn't love him. No. <laughs> he ain't getting that love that he used to get off Black well, Noir. Well, especially at this point, he doesn't know that Soldier Boy don't. Well, yeah, that's it. He, he kills Black Noir thinking that... Oh, Daddy's coming Daddy's to get me. Daddy's going to love... Yeah, Daddy's coming he's to get me. He's back from getting a pack of cigarettes. <laughs> yeah. No, God, no. And I can... uh, Homelander is like Nelson... Kissing and low hugging on that tree. <laughs> but yeah, no, I think I think Papa. in in season in season four we're definitely going to get Homelander's regret over that fact. I think. Yeah, um, I think they're going to put somebody else in Noir's suit because I don't think Homelander's going. They're not going to think um, that Noir's dead. Kripke has nearly said as much in interviews yeah. since season three Noir, finished. Noir's the easiest one. Like they're not going to admit that they lost another one. Yeah, they're never going to do the clone thing. I've seen a lot of people thinking, oh, no, they can do the clone thing. They're not going to. They would, like, Homelander would be like, who's in the helmet? Yeah, he has X ray vision. (laughs) That was a very important plot point in the last episode of the season. Yeah. So, yeah, you can't just have it as a straight clone. Wouldn't work. And I don't think the show will. I think it might be somebody that they've had in, like, Sage Grove or something like that. Somebody with similar abilities Mm. who is under their thumb. Yeah, I think we, we're, we're going to get a Black Noir imposter, for lack of a better word. Or we're going to get some ex-special forces, somebody who's been shot up with V. Yeah. That they utilise as... Because Noir, Noir basically is like a mercenary. Oh, yeah. But I think, yeah, there's going to be a Black Noir imposter in season four. And if, if we're lucky, in season five, they'll find some way to bring back the original Noir for his actual final vengeance. And, and like... Retribution. Oh, what, when he's been sewn back together? Wrong. Yeah. <laughs> he could be a, a V-zombie of some description, because we still haven't touched on, on well, the, reanimating the dead yet. Yeah, and, and in fairness, he doesn't seem to work right. They've kind of stated that he doesn't... Like, yeah, he was already... It's kind of yeah. hard to tell. Yeah, he him. already had a massive brain injury to begin with, yeah. so... They could pump him full of a ton more of E, potentially. Yeah, and they've already put a new heart in A-Train. Mm. Like, they already went to that expense. True. So mm. why wouldn't they go to the expense of, of maybe trying to revive the Black Noir? Yeah. And certainly if Homelander feels his guilt, feels guilty over it, he yeah. might be like, sort that shit out. <laughs> Fix my mistake, please. But then one of the other things that you already mentioned that I think we both definitely want to talk about and really like in the season was all about MM. So much of MM's story is so important. Yeah. And it was handled really, really well. And it was just beautiful to see him kind of go through the, the five stages of grief, almost. Yeah, well, we just, we got so much off him. And, and like, Laz Alonso. No, he really does, like, because he's denying that there's any problems at the birthday party. He's like, no, I'm good. Yeah. Oh, he does. Oh, no, you're totally right. And all I wanted to say was that Laz Alonso is fucking amazing this season. Yes. <laughs> like, all of it, the the anger, the the fear, the sadness, the, the crying, the, the love, the regret, the, the flirting with the toxic side of things. Yeah. His various relationships with Janine Annie. and Annie and even the female Monique. The female relationships in his life this season are pivotal. And then there's also the really touching moment between him and Frenchie. Yeah. And I know a couple of other people have have said have, yeah, well, have spoken about that. that They've later. spoken about that far more eloquently than I ever will, so I'm gonna let them do that. Yeah, we'll talk about about that a little bit later. But yeah, the even the MM and Annie stuff and um I think one of the things I really loved was when Monique tells MM to go and sort that out. And we'll be here waiting for you. That was such a lovely also, scene. Also, the actress that plays Monique as well. Yeah, of course, because she's... She's new? She's, yeah, she's not the actress that we saw in season one. No, and she's very warm and loving. And Oh, yeah, she was great as well. character as well. She was, no, but she did portray this warm, loving kind of oh, totally. feeling the Absolutely. whole time, which was very different to the old Monique, who was very hostile. Yeah. Oh, she, and, well, and she I don't right blame Monique yeah. for having She had a right to be back then. At that but, yeah. point, but um, yeah, the, the different actress, I don't know how much of a difference it would have made, but it... Oh, she definitely played the role really yeah. well this season. Um, and, and she is, yeah, nearly everything she says in this season comes from a place of love. She Well, she was like, I'm sorry I tried to make you into something you weren't. Yeah. You know, and that was wrong. But even, they both even, admit to their mistakes in it. Even in the first episode when she's telling him, like, you need to move on. That's coming from a place of love as well. Yeah. She's like, this isn't good for you. Yeah, you can't stay in the past, you know, stuck over Soldier Boy and stuck over me as yeah. well. 
Frances Turner is her name. Frances Turner, you Frances did a fantastic Turner, job. Yeah. Oh, she's in the Man in the High Castle. We need to watch that. One more reason to watch that. Yeah. <laughs> At some point. Um, and then just all of his, all of MM's motivation of trying, just trying to do it all for Janine. He tried to stay away from it for Janine, and then he goes back in to try and finish it all off for Janine. Yeah. And then when he, you know, loses his cool and punches Todd, his only concern is over what effect it's going to have on Janine. Yeah. And then through his ch- little chat with Frenchie that we'll talk about later he ends up going and being completely honest with her yeah. and telling her everything and just yeah M.M. is is the heart of this season and the like the example <laughs> that nobody else is paying much attention to that they really should with maybe the exception of Frenchie well it's quite telling that they all end up at his place and like that's where Maeve goes yeah yeah absolutely <laughs> but <laughs> while we're on the subject of guy and girl relationships the Kimiko and Frenchie yes. stuff in this season was great as well because he had his Frenchie had his own issues to deal with. Frenchie didn't cook this season and it made me quite sad. Except for that donut he drops on MM's desk. <laughs> yes. And MM's mother's sweet and savoury vagine. But Frenchie's also very much trying to find himself and his place this season. He's kind of having the same him and Kimiko are on a very similar journey where she's trying to relive things from her childhood because that her and her brother always said that they were going to do. Yeah. And she has the, the, the harsh realisation that she's never going to be like that. And then the elation of having the V be burnt over system and maybe everything's going to be okay, finally. To then realising to the, she needs to kind of go full circle because... Without it, she can't protect her family. And Yeah, she was so concerned with what she had lost. She didn't realise what was right in front of her. Yeah, now, now that she had, she realised she's actually got something worth protecting. She yeah. wants the V again. Yeah, and I loved, I loved her journey as well there individually their journeys were great this season and together yeah. how they got each they other through it. I really loved it I do love I did love her um, slap when she slapped him in the bathroom yes <laughs> and actually um, I'm being like you're high again n- no the, the the parallels between their relationship and Andy and Huey's relationship this season I love that Huey's like but I'm telling you <laughs> it's like yeah. Annie straight away is like you want brownie points for not lying to me yeah that's yeah. Huey just keeps making the wrong fucking choices oh he just kept on digging that hole <laughs> and dig up stupid and Frenchie and Kimiko were more or less honest with each other the whole yeah. way through about everything and Kimiko's slap to the face gets through to Frenchie yeah and he's power blast <laughs> to Huey in season 6 it takes at least another full episode before it gets through to him yeah and even then it's not that it's nearly losing Butcher and seeing just how bad Soldier Boy is. No. Uh, speaking of, they did such a good, good, fucking excellent job of making us hate people this season. Yes. That's really, really hard to do. To have somebody who, from the first moment they're on screen, and you just despise them. Yeah. Like, you really do. And and a couple... Like, Aya uh, Cash <laughs> last season was phenomenal. But you yeah. don't dislike her at the start. But there's she's always slightly off. But it's just because she's incredibly abrasive. Yeah, and whereas I, some I love, people this season, the second you saw them, you were like, "I don't like you." Yep, Todd, obviously. Yeah, I didn't and, like him from the gecko. And prick. Blue Hawk being the other one. Oh, you played that astonishing. And, and yeah, well. like props to the writers and props to the actors because you guys absolutely nailed making me hate these fucking pricks. Because I love just everything. Blue Hawk's mannerisms, the way he delivered everything, because. I, you've seen it. You've seen people like this being interviewed on the oh, news. Oh, his, his apology and, scene. Ah, oh, like we've seen these people like this giving apologies and giving interviews and shit like that and being all like, oh, woke culture. Yeah. yeah and, and just being fucking assholes. And like, uh, do your research. That's my favorite line. Whenever <sighs> anybody throws that one out, I'm like, yeah, no. I'm done with you now. <laughs> yeah, there's just no point with people like you. But um, but he, the way he... And he gets kind of the way Frenchie kind of squares up to people. Yeah. He gets that kind of... The head starts going. And it's like the, the Italian almost like puff chest. Don't don't compare Blue Hawk to Frenchie though. No, but it, it's just... A, it was just the, the mannerism behind it was that very kind of... Season one, Frenchie, when they when you meet him for the first time, and he's got the gun and he's waving oh, yeah. around the place, and he's the real belligerent. Yeah, uh, Blue Hawk's very much like they were just a very oh, similar definitely. kind of body language, very like aggressive, very confrontational. Yeah, and then you have the the kind of almost more sinister 
element of of the far right and stuff with Todd in that like Todd's Todd's, Todd's not every coming get, every <laughs> Todd's and uh every guy yeah and he's, Todd's Todd's not coming from a place of hatred like Blue Hawk is he's a social studies teacher yeah like that's that's the, that's why Todd I think is such a a fascinating character because he's not like Todd is is well meaning. Like when he's saying that shit about oh Homelander protects these kids and and you know he's protecting kids like Janine and like the kids yeah. in my class he believes that shit and that's fucking scary and believes it so much that things like literally Homelander can do no wrong Homelander yeah. killed that guy well that guy obviously definitely deserved it yeah like that that's he came it, to like, that conclusion very quickly and we but they've shown as well before in season two when we had that that montage about the the guy getting radicalized. Mm. The capacity was already there. And Homelander is almost like a continuation of that. So the seeds were there already yeah, with Stormfront and I like felt, the Storm Chasers. I felt bad for that guy who kills the store clerk. I don't feel bad yeah, for Todd. I felt, yeah, no. I'm like, I felt, Todd, you I should felt know better. terrible for him. Yeah, because that's the thing with, with him. We never saw anybody outside of his echo chamber try and break in. No. We've seen M.M. try and educate this guy. Yeah, and he And just, even seen Monique be like, you can't do this without telling me. Yeah. But he's still so sure that he's right. And that is, it's just, it's fucking scary shit. Yeah, it's, just, it's the confidence. We kept making jokes about him having the tiki torches and stuff, but to be perfectly honest, and we've seen it on Twitter, mm. there are people who idolise these characters that are not <laughs> meant to be idolised. And like there are there are people who are genuinely like Todd who are fans of this show. Oh I know, like there was that stuff during the season about what was going on on Reddit and I mean I've seen plenty of it on Facebook. I don't really want to go into it too much. No, but, but I've seen people like, pure full yeah. on being like, oh you know, Soldier Boy is absolutely right and the boys fucked him over and you know he's never done anything like full on you know basically Soldier Boy is the hero that he thinks he is yeah. and it's like how could you possibly miss the point that fucking badly and that's all I'm going to say about it because yeah. otherwise it's going to be a whole other episode Yeah. but yeah try not to miss the point so hard guys and yeah they for how much we hate these people yeah, the, they're the, not for how much to we be... hate the characters. That is not the people who no, have no, mis- no, no. misinterpreted the characters. But for how much we hate them, how can other people? I just don't understand how people could not get Blue Hawk is bad. Soldier Boy is bad. Yeah, nothing about Todd Blue is Hawk misled is... and bad. Yeah, well, no, Todd's not bad. Well, Todd is kind of bad. Well, Todd cheered. That makes him bad. Yeah, Todd. Yeah, he's misled, but he's still bad. Yeah, it's a bad he's... thing. It's a bad place where Todd is and the things yeah. Todd. Todd are it doing. is. It is very scary. And the found, you know, Kripke basically had to come out and be like, "Oh yeah, the whole thing at the home under at the very, very end was a total take on Trump saying he could walk down Fifth Avenue and shoot somebody, yeah. but he would cheer." Like, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, and Kripke had to like basically clarify, "This is exactly what we're yeah. doing. We're parodying this." This and quote. I'm, Crippy was kind of like, look, I really shouldn't have to say this. Like, it's is it not obvious? <laughs> but apparently, apparently, it's not obvious. No, we thought it was. We, at some point, it was like we we got it. Oh yeah, like we we were definitely picking up what Kripke was putting down. <laughs> you know, toxic masculinity, bad soldier boy, asshole. Yeah, blue hawk, racist cunt who deserves to die. Uh, well, I mean, I'm with Nate. He des- he deserved to be brought to justice, but yeah. I was happy to see him die. It, it, yeah. In a. It satisfied the lizard brain in me. <laughs> At least he died in his underpants. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There was no dignity to his death, and I'm no, happy with that. No, no, no. The only thing with less dignity is autoerotic asphyxiation. Do you know who really didn't also have a dignified death? Who? Poor old fucking Supersonic. You, you, Alex, really. I'm over it now. Like Sort of. Well, no, it's, as again, it's not like, say, with Rainer. Yeah. It, it fit the story, yeah. and it was. It was just devastating at the time. Well, he got dismembered. But he was such a nice guy. I thought he would have at least have kept him around a little bit longer. And yeah, like held we... the thread over him. Yeah, if we... To like get him on side. Yeah, I, I, even, I would have just liked to have seen him in a fight scene as well. Yeah, I wanted to um, see what his power was and not just his, you know, smooth dance moves. Uh, his power was his charm. Because baby, 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 got a license to drive. Yeah. You got a license the <laughs> <laughs> that's a really fucking catchy it's song it's really annoying ridiculously catchy song <laughs> but it's so bad I'm like oh, honestly if I ever get caught singing that and work I'm fucked but just they set him up and I love how they never actually went for the love triangle aspect of it either no and that was their relationship I really really enjoyed their friendship because it yeah. is it was very very genuine real old people old friends who know each other 
really, really well. Yeah, and from what we saw of Alex as a character, he's such a nice guy. Even if he did love Annie, he wouldn't make a move on her when she was going out with somebody no, else. No, he is. He like was just of, a good. Every single action from the dude was a nice guy action. Like when Huey breaks the jar, yeah, and Supersonic answers the phone, and Huey's like, "Oh, why did you answer?" And he's like, "Well, you rang three times in like the last thirty seconds, dude. I just yeah. wanted to make sure you were okay." Yeah, he was like, and "Oh, you he, rang five times in the last three minutes." Yeah, and then he acts. Huey acts all weird and hangs up the phone. And what does Alex he do? He tells Annie. He tells her significant other, "Hey, your boyfriend was trying to get through to you loads, and when I answered, he acted super weird." I just thought I should let you know. Yeah. Actions of a nice guy. Yeah. You know? And then when Annie tells him everything and says, run, run as far as you can. You need to get away from this shit. He hangs around. He hangs around to help Annie out because he can't leave somebody in a shit show like that on their own. No, and like you get that as well when he's talking about going, when he went to rehab for the Oxycontin and he was like, you were the only one who stuck around. So yeah, he's going to do the same. Yeah. He's like, what sort of a person would I be if I left you? hanging yeah. like that's not how it works like and then that's just non-specifics and then when Annie goes full on you know Homelander's a psycho and we might actually have to full on attack him again he's like okay cool what can I do for the, the cause now what he does for the cause ends up getting them killed yeah but um, it was good intentions again Road to hell, paved with. Yeah, and and in, in this show definitely no good deed goes unpunished and God no because yeah also Ashley is it's totally gonna blackmail them fuck out of Ashley <laughs> that seems to be the general consensus oh, also Ashley is going to no, get no 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 the second she was like you can't get on that helicopter she was fucked she should never delete playing that footage around Ashley or had it Ashley other Ashley the only thing about that for me is I'm like they've made us like well Ashley's been made more sympathetic this season to a degree Ashley's lost the fucking she's definitely been made more fun this season she's completely lost the plot she's popping pills she's got no hair but do we the thing what I'm trying to get at is do we want also Ashley to win over Ashley no no we don't no so why haven't they characterised also Ashley as a bitch at all yet we haven't been given any reason to dislike also Ashley so that's she why has I'm just, been I'm given not, the slap down a couple of times. She by, has by yeah by Ashley, but we haven't seen. Or no, I reckon there will be something. Something will happen next season. Yeah, I think she'll, she'll need more of a push to do it than yeah, just but what's she happened will so have far. That that is there. Yeah, and that will be fun to watch because she's like her second in command, so she might make a power play or she might go to Edgar. Well, I think I think as well. It was nice to see Ashley just Ashley herself starting to surround herself with her own little. Minions, minions and and yes people except for analytics they really need some minions oh god yeah poor analytics <laughs> poor crime analytics most of whom are gone and it's just Annika and like one other dude yeah I think it was Annika's day off yeah poor Annika poor long suffering Annika yeah that's why she's carfing freaking Ammon Joyce to try and keep Noir away from her <laughs> yeah I like how they've kept Annika around as well actually yeah, no, but there is a few fun. kind of the ancillary characters that, that pop up every now and again because we got a ton of new characters this season yeah so it was nice that even Annika got her own little Besides, small and then bit like we got Seth as well when he I mean, was talking to A Train, that whole conversation he has with A Train. Oh, like, Seth showing up with the Seth. with the the A Train to Africa bit. I'm being like, yeah. don't ask me, don't ask me, don't ask me, don't well, ask they, me, don't like. And the way he's completely folded up and like is facing away from him, like I don't even want to be involved. They they have their bit as well with Annie when they're talking about who to pick and how. Oh. Supersonic is a panty dropper between the, the age, 11 to 14 and age she's like, that's bracket. disgusting. Please never <laughs> say that again. Yeah. It's really disturbing. They were trying to break into the Latin American market as yeah. well. Yeah. So, yeah, we still have those guys. And then when they're talking guys. about Moonshadow and they're like, she's, she'll be, like, she's... Body jumpy. positive, but not but, too body positive. But not still unfuckable. fuckable. Yeah. No. Yeah, and that's also, and he's like, yeah, gross, please don't. Just stop. Stop it. Yeah. yeah. That's horrible. Seth and Evan are still brilliant and I love that we get them back because they show they're like you know we've got our finger on the pulse and the trends and we know what people want and we we don't care about any of it we're just going to use it to sell more shit because yeah. that's, that's what their job is they're a oh yeah they are they shill yeah, oh yeah absolute chills like, um, yeah like Bill Hicks said if you're a marketing oh, plus, kill yourself yeah plus we got <laughs> we got the best Shill this season, the retired Shill. Oh, the legend! The legend was an absolutely I was amazing to see him, and then I was so much happier where because they I was brought like, him. I was second, like how good his first appearance was. His second it appearance, it smells like Ben Gay and sex in here. His second appearance was brilliant. There was so much more. There was a ton more laughs to it. 
he drops some real fucking truth bombs on Huey. But just also the fact that he was this great old man walking around behind them, like stripping the bed and getting out about it and being like, and the first thing that he's annoyed about is he can no longer fire his housekeepers. And I love, I, I love as well, just the kind of, the meta. The shag rug's not going to hoover itself. Well, no, the more kind of meta aspect of the character where, we, you know, we've talked about how we love how the boys updated the comics. So yeah. it's not, it's not taking aim at the comics industry. It's taking aim at celebrity status and he's corporations. One the, he's one of like the old MGM studio he's handlers. A, yeah, he's a he's, fixer. He's an old, old school Hollywood producer. He's the Josh Brolin character in Hell Season. Yeah, well, he's a, he's a whole bunch of characters. No, but, but like that kind yeah. of, yeah, he... But I, I like that he's not a comics man like no. he was in, in the comics. He's not a Stan... And also a, a Stan Lee S- parody you, probably would have been well, a bit in bad taste in the show. They haven't really done much in terms of the comic side of things. It's all like movies and TV and things like that. Yeah. Because when the comic books are, were written, superheroes hadn't really made... They're certainly not the, the, not the saturation. Not to the Marvel that, yeah. level of... Because like, the first one came out 2005, 2006... Yeah. So the yeah, comic book like superhero films weren't that big of a thing. Like you had were the Batman's out at that point? Batman Batman Begins. Games was two thousand and five. Two thousand and five. So yeah, it really No, you'd had it yeah, you'd so had, you'd a had few, the but Superman it was... or the Spider Mans. And if I'm pretty sure the Brandon Root yeah. Superman had well, plus it was a, like that. it was a comics medium and, mm. and Gareth Ennis wanted to take aim at the tropes in comics. Yeah. This is a different medium and it's taking aim at, at different tropes and different mediums. Yeah. And, and I just love how they updated the legend as well. Yeah, so like it made sense because in the comic books, one obviously that's where all their stories were. They didn't have movies. They didn't have this whole... Yeah, well, there, well there are still... We've seen there are still comics. But it's not but it's like... Not, it's all the other stuff. It's the movies. It's the, the products that they're pushing. Everything. It's everything else. Yeah, so to have him be like this talent wrangler guy. Yeah, who doesn't I suppose really we give do. a shit about them. He's we, just like that's just his job. And we do get a bit of Voss history through him. Yeah, and that you know he says you know like that back back in the day he just he went with his gut and he picked on talent and now it's all points and yeah ratings and and you know it's all they're all stage managed dolls. You think he calls that? Them. Yeah, well, that's basically what happened with the music industry in the sixties. Was they, oh yeah, they, 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 they stopped taking risks. Yeah, <laughs> and it was all about what made money. Yeah, yeah, it was all about fucking calculations and this, that, yeah. and the other, and proven track records. And as he says, yeah, ratings and points. And yeah, no, love yeah, the legend. Yeah, yeah, really, yeah. really enjoyed the legend. In this. I also like the little chat, the little heart to heart he kind of had with Huey when he was like, when he was like, oh, I thought you were friends, and you were like, why? Because he forced his way into my home. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah, tell me how you really feel. And that's like when he's like, you're out. Of, he's out of Astro Loop. Yeah. And he's like, oh, for fuck's sake. Poor Astro Loop's Twitter, Astro by Glide. the way. Astro Glide's Twitter. They I had no were, idea what was going hope, on for a while. I hope they're okay. Oh, well, they fully got on board. Yeah, well, they started watching it, so I hope they're okay. <laughs> yeah, no, that was great, actually. Any other particularly likable things that you'd like to talk about? Well, I got to see Jamie, so always. Oh, yeah, Jamie was great. Always fucking happy with that. Um, I really want an episode of Diabolical that's Jamie's Day Out. Yeah. In Russia. Oh, actually, speaking of Diabolical, um, yeah. the, I, that, that canon episode. Uh, yeah, because we plus actually, plus when two. we went back and watched everything again, we watched that in between seven and eight. Yeah. And, and uh, it helps because you've just got a whole other noir's backstory. Yeah. In seven, if you go and watch that canon episode. And then gives, go into episode yeah, eight. It gives you even more why kind of Noir came back and their relationship. Yeah, and Noir's actions in that that diabolical episode make a whole load of sense now that we know what he did to Soldier Boy. Yeah. This is a guy who doesn't want to see another Soldier Boy exist. So he's let's trying, try and be best friends with this yeah, one. Yeah, basically <laughs> the, the second he snaps that girl's neck and he's like, you owe me now. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah I've covered this up for you. We're going to be the best of friends. Yeah. <laughs> Because the last one, you know, not Hashed so nice to be. Yeah. So yeah, no, I really like that that little bit of canon did actually because they did say you know there's there a couple a of canon, canon episodes. episodes yeah. Ground, the the Groundhog Newbie versus Nubian one was the other canon. One. I love Nubia versus Nubia. Gerald. <laughs> Just the way she says Gerald. But oh, they said, it's so good. They said in particular one plus one equals two would be relevant for season three, and fucked if they weren't yeah. right. They were damn right about that. I also actually just really enjoy young Homelander completely fucking shitting a brick because 
Oh, and I did like, sorry, the parallel. It was, it was very similar to his conversation in the mirror. It was. And also, all the flashbacks that Homelander's having of all the horrible shit oh, that's God, done to him. Oh, God, in the room! Uh, in the room, yeah. But that was <gasps> that was really like all the stuff that was happening to Soldier Boy in Russia. Yeah. So, you know what I mean? the tapes of things and uh, them experimenting on him. Because at one point when in the Soldier Boy tapes, he'd like the, somebody's going at him with an angle grinder. Oh, yeah. And they're and, like, like low getting, torches to... getting gassed and all that. And then you... There's like the whatever that giant thing is holding little Homelander down. You can just see his eye kind of through the fa- the hand. Yeah, and there's there's a bit where uh, like little Homelander has his arm in a furnace and is crying. Yeah, and I just like thought they it was really fucking tortured that, that kid. But that all these things were happening to both of them at the same time. Yeah. If if that's if you know that's canon, all these things were happening to both of them at the exact same time. Yeah, and again, just nice little parallels between the Homelander and Soldier no, Boy plots and when stories. He's, when he's like, no, 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 no. I didn't mean to do that oh that bit yeah and he's and, flashing her. and he's freaking out as when he, he slaughters everybody in the yeah. room except for that one poor girl who makes it so far yeah it's really really similar to his conversation with himself in the mirror oh yeah yeah, yeah. no it like, is like it's that little, that little boy voice yeah but you just reminded me of the parallel yeah the other parallels there then and I know it is it's nice to see that I think I'm going to assume that they had written most of season 3 before they wrote 1 plus 1 equals 2 yeah but yeah it's I, I, I just I really liked it. It was probably a backstory that they wouldn't have time to fit into it. Yeah, I really so I really like that we got it out of Diabolical. Mm. One of the only other yeah, things... Yeah, because I don't think I would have been able to deal with like live action torture of kid. No, no, that would be a bit much. <laughs> Couldn't, I don't think even... And I think we said that at the time yeah. when we were reviewing Diabolical. But um, I think one of the only other things that uh, from like my favourite bits of the season that I'd really like to talk about is uh, good old Jensen. Oh, yeah. Jensen played a stormer this season as well. <laughs> there was one or two moments like because... I was looking for Dean Winchester in it a little bit I I was like when like no when he's eating the hamburger I was gonna say I didn't see any Dean until he's eating the hamburger and saying those are made up words you made those words up (laughs) there was a little bit there yeah Yeah, but because that's the character I associate the most with Jensen Ackles you know it's it's kind of difficult to, to separate them sometimes and it was a kind of similar not similar character but like Goddamn daddy issues. Um, <laughs> yeah. Like, like we, said of, it, we said it last week. Kripke and daddy issues. Kripke's I mean, he knows got what some he's daddy about. issues, yeah. I'm not saying he has, um, but he knows what he's talking about when it comes to them. And I do, I really, really enjoyed him the whole time he was on screen. And the way he delivers a lot of it when he's talking about the explosion in New York. And he's kind of glazed over and not really talking to Huey anymore. Yeah. Like when he's doing his re- his recounting of that and about how his dad didn't that whole thing about daddy didn't daddy didn't love me daddy was the, I was a disappointment I wasn't even good enough to be beaten yep and the bitterness when he's like he said I cheated yeah and it's so bitter and it does he as much of an asshole as the character is it makes you feel for him to a, to a certain degree when he's talking about certain things you're like oh yeah I mean you're still a bastard but yeah <laughs> I can see why you'd feel that way but then you hear uh, like other things from the likes of the legend about all the, the horrible yeah, events he's been he was odd and things he had done and that was all publicity and yada 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 yeah and, then, mean, and Countess being like we all hated you and everything that went down with Noir yeah oh yeah like I mean he is an absolute horrible bastard but it's just it's it, it's just such a good show that they can do that that they can make you feel a little bit of sympathy yeah. for, for such a horrible well and I, obviously for some people it made them feel all the sympathy but I'm not no, going back there <laughs> I, I I think my favourite part Soldier Boy bit though was him stoned off his face oh, great. running around that forest I mean, like, did what you, did you hear that? Did you what say did something? you say? <laughs> that whole, that episode in particular, I think it was just... Mwah. Yeah, episode, he's great in episode seven. And, yeah, and it just, the him well. just, uh, the fucking shooting the priest. Yeah, and the nun. Yeah, and first of all, first of all, I don't have shell shock. Fuck, Fuck you. you. <laughs> yeah, no, episode seven and eight was the best, best soldier boy stuff we got. Yeah, no, really I just, was. I just really, really enjoyed him off his face wandering around the forest. It's massive spliff. Yeah. Shall we talk about some of the things we didn't like, perhaps? Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, well, some we've talked about at length already, so yeah. I don't think we perhaps should go into it. Uh, uh, once we've spoken about it at length, little Nina. Yeah, we didn't. we've spoken ad nauseum about her. Yeah, much we're, we we're, we're excited about little Nina. Enjoyed her in the first episode or two. Didn't feel like she needed to come back after Russia, and then got quite annoyed with her in Hero Orgasm episode when she did because it was like flogging a dead horse already. Piss off. Yeah. Wasn't a big fan of little Nina. But one thing that's kind of related to that that we didn't talk about was. 
I feel like they made Cherie uncharacteristically sloppy. Yeah. From what we've seen I don't of Cherie... Under, I don't understand why Cherie would go back to work for little Neon now when last time we saw her she was organising hit contracts for the Albanians. And, and just for she what... She had also been working with them with the Haitian kings. Yeah, she and, was helping the boys out like... Yeah, why wouldn't they get her, you know, why Frenchie... They have CIA funding now. I'm sure they could have used her for surveillance or something. Yeah, we've, we've only ever known her as a competent associate of Frenchie's. Somebody who Frenchie goes to for advice himself. Mm. So why would she allow... If we believe her, why would she get so high that she'd allow all that heroin why to be stolen? Why did Frenchie believe her? Yeah. That's the thing I don't get is why did Frenchie believe her? And I think he doesn't, but he's not going to question her. Yeah. And, and, and then if gonna, we believe... He's going to just let her go. Mm, if we believe what little Nina says that Which I think she stole true. it from her. Why would she do that? Yeah, well... I just... Yeah, I thought it was a little bit... Uh, it was just a little bit ham-fisted. Sl- ham-fisted and sloppy for Cherie to, to do that. Yeah. Because we could have literally just had them trying to work out how to go to Russia and have Butcher be like, what was that mad bird that you used to like do hits for back in the day? Yeah, or... She could have been introduced that way and they just organised a meet-up and then or, they could have just had like a one-off... Even even in in episode one, at some point, Cherie and Frenchie have a conversation where she's like, you know, oh, I had to go back to work for little Nina because we can't all go working for the CIA. Yeah. And then we know that's how she got involved. But I don't know, maybe I'm just trying to find more things to piss me off about little Nina. <laughs> <laughs> We're just, we've just been trying to find a way to get her out of the show. Yeah. Ways that she didn't have to have been involved as much. Yeah. I just, I, yeah, she really was just one trick pony and it really, really bothered me. And and that was it was episode six where she really pissed us off. And similarly, episode six, I don't know that it pissed me off as much so much as I just disagreed with the choice. But I really thought, and we both really thought, A Train was done. Yeah, I thought A Train was dead. I kind of wish he was. And I'm, yeah, I still not to feel be like I yeah I just no I love Jesse what, Usher. Yeah, I just don't know what they're gonna do with the character. And I was saying it'd be really funny if it was like when Homer gets Snake's hair and then it starts taking him over. And he starts getting Blue Hawk's powers. He starts getting Blue Hawk's powers, but we've never seen what Blue Hawk's powers are. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, and if they if they haven't switched sides, it'll be a bit on the nose again. We we talked about this yeah. in episode six. We talked about how we thought it was a really good ending for him, and then in episode seven, we talked about I, and the I surprise. Talk, yeah, and I get Nate's. Um, I'm told, like I understand Nate's reservations and things like that about it. I, yeah, I'm glad we got a little bit more closure for Nate in that we didn't. He wasn't just left in a hospital, and we just know he's no, paralyzed. Yeah, we, we got to see him back in his house, back in his house, and find out. You know, he's actually and, really not happy with how a train's yeah. gone about it. So for that sense, yeah, I, I I like that we got that confrontation. But after that, I don't know where to go. No. I don't know whether or not A Train is going to we turn into some like, massive activist and try and yeah, like. Like we could have got Nate, maybe maybe A Train didn't die straight away, but took a while to die, and Nate had time to come to him on his deathbed and be like, "Why did you do it like this? I didn't want it to go down like this." I, I and then A Train's dead, and it's all done. But yeah, yeah, that that was one. Those are kind of two bits we talked about during the season. Yeah, that we were just very very surprised by. And I suppose the other thing we hinted at last episode was the powers. The powers are fidgy widgy. Yeah. Because um, Mesmer, you were you pointed out Mesmer went out quite easily in season one. Yeah, Mesmer went out as if he he was a normal human who just had mind powers. We saw Mes- him get Mesmer his arm. We saw him get his way. arm broken, and we saw him get his face smashed in. Yeah, so he didn't seem to be bulletproof or anything like now, that. Like we talked a little bit about, like soft retconning things at the start of the season. Like Crimson Countess got name dropped by Annie way back in season one well, for being up against Again, her yeah, for and a then, shot in the seven. But <clears throat> in fairness, it also sounds like Crimson Countess might is have desperate done it. enough to so go. It, did, it didn't directly contradict. And this doesn't either. It's just every other soup we've seen seems to have some sort of super resilience. Yeah. But this was back in season one, so maybe they hadn't quite worked it out. But no, more of the issues I had with the power, and I think you agree with me, was Soldier Boy's Blast is very vague yeah. as to how it works. Who was saying that BCL Red is probably big chest laser? I, I think that was uh, the Green Cooler. We'll be hearing from him later on in the I was episode. Like, of course, it's big chest laser. It's a BFG. Yep. <laughs> but yeah, so the his powers are fudgy. His powers are fudgy. I want to like we know he's radioactive, and yeah. that's about it. Well, exactly how or what happens because yeah. apparently it doesn't affect fabric. 
Uh, <laughs> yeah, he, he can... sorry, no, that that one because other we've seen the likes of Termite and things like that, and Huey being uh, naked a lot this season because clothes don't go with them. Yeah, translucent couldn't. So what the fuck did LJ make that chat that ballistics played out of that the blast goes through it? Yeah, without wrecking it because the implication. Well, when he comes out of the his tube in um, episode four. He's naked. So. Oh, you see it, yeah. You see, the, and you can see that it they, generate in yeah. his in his chest. It's yeah. not like the blast happens in front of the suit or anything. Yeah, but and then you don't see him after the midtown blast. Yeah, the next time you see him, he's in the suit. And yeah, every time after that, he he blasts in the suit, and it never rips a hole in the suit. No, um, but it destroys buildings. Yeah, which is uncharacteristically so metallo pant material yeah metallo pant material but but as to the power itself the, my my main issue with it was why doesn't it fries, why fr- doesn't it fry all the powers the same yeah because he fries Kimiko it's not a particularly big blast and Kimiko gets hurt so with that one it's not clear is it the blast that depowers people or what well for the rebar too <clears> well we know that she's not one of the bulletproof ones Kimiko's not bulletproof. No, you can't shoot it's her it. healing. Yeah. yeah, but that so the way he takes her out is unclear. Yeah, but when he takes out the TNT twins, they, they can't. They they try and fire at him, but can't use their powers, and then he blasts him. So, but I was they're like, also like, it's been years, and true, you like so it's a little bit up in the air. Uh, yeah, there. yeah, that one's and A train walks out of the house after being exposed to all of that. And Road Hall's Blue Hawk. Uses his powers, but we're told by Homelander in the next episode that the other soups that were there that survived were powerless. Yeah, and I was wondering then, because with Termite, were, are they all stuck in whatever form they had taken? Like, Termite's stuck being it's really, stuck really small. Really I think that's small. what's supposed to be the implication was. And that's why... Was. Um, Love, Love sausage, sausage wraps it around his neck because, instead of using it prehensile. He's neck... <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I just need to picture it with like a fucking, um, uh, the before comedy brothers duck soup. Gretchen Marks. Yeah, you know, the glasses with the mustache. Yeah. Yeah, put them on the penis. <laughs> and yeah. it opens the door. Or <laughs> 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 googly eyes, something. It's Earthworm Jim. Yeah. <laughs> but then, uh, back, I will not fear. Back, back to Soldier Boy's Blast. Uh, he, when he takes out Maeve, she, yeah, again, Maeve surviving that fall. I, I, yeah, where does the, something, yeah, did they work? It seemed, it, I, it, yeah. After, post heroism, it seemed to me like what happened, there's two things going on with Soldier Boy. As he powers up the radiation, as he powers up the blast you, the radiation takes away your superpowers. Yeah. And that, then he blasts you and the blast kills you and whatever else is around Apparently you. he also needs to recharge. And yeah, he seems to need to recharge. Which but is then, how, because I think that's the whole thing when they have Homelander pinned down. Homelander yeah. can't get the laser eyes going and he looks like he's trying. Yeah. They can't quite hold him down and as, as Soldier Boy was going hey! and trying to force it without shitting himself. Yeah. They're starting, all starting to struggle. Yeah. And yeah, there is, there does seem to be an element of that they, they lose their power. They're starting to lose their power. They're all, yeah. And that's how Homelander escapes. Yeah. But then, yeah, when Maeve gets thrown out the window with him, this, it's, it's really to do with the Maeve is why it is where it annoys yeah. me. Because I'm like, if he, if he depowers with the blast, I can maybe understand how Maeve might have survived because she gets, as she gets blown up, the superpowers get taken out of her and she somehow survives. We know he went out of high up. 80. Yeah. Because he's quite up, you can see the seven, so he's quite high up there. Yeah. Nobody's surviving that but yeah, fall. But, if, but if, you, if he depowers before the blast, there's no way Maeve should have survived. No. Case in point, a beautiful suicide. Yeah. <laughs> That's what happens when you fall from that height. Yeah. You flatten a car. <laughs> yeah. And that's just a normal person. Yeah. So I don't think there was any way without her powers that she would have survived that. There was yeah. no way she would have survived that. I don't care that you fell into a dumpster. So, Dumpsters aren't that good. But then one of the other big power issues I had in the finale was Annie. Oh, get going all Super Saiyan and not blinding great. everybody? Well, no. Great moment in really the show. Really satisfying noise. Yeah, really satisfying and great moment for Huey that he finally realises to help Annie. No, my issue again is with the specifics of the powers. We've been told that Annie draws power. Yeah, she needs power. She, she, dra- she needs to suck out electricity. Um, it wasn't until the in the Sage Grove episode she got wiped out of all her power. And when you're, she's beside your man's car, she turns it on and she draws the power from the car 
to cauterize Huey's wound. Um, when she escapes after being captured, it's because the emergency light comes on and she can draw power from that. So I always thought it was she needs a source of an actual source of power or electricity, for lack of a better word. No, there's so no Huey. Huey like, oh no, up, they do. They do the emergency lights do go on because I was going to say no. She's got glow sticks. That's just so she can see. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, so I always thought it was the case that um, Annie's powers are just from drawing from electricity. If that is the case, which it, the show seems to have told us. Then all that electricity was already there in those lights. It didn't matter that Huey turned them yeah, up. Yeah, they were still drawing the same amount. She'd be fucking lethal in, in Europe. Because, yeah, it, we have a higher voltage in our like, bugs. Like, so she's drawing, like, we but, just have a naturally, like. Yeah, if, if Annie is powered by light, when they locked her in the room, all they needed to do was lock her in a dark room. It doesn't yeah. matter if there's electricity in there. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, again, I just think there's a bit of incongruity there with how Annie's powers work. And I'm like, normally, normally the show is better than that. Yeah, and doesn't contradict itself, and it just but it everybody should have been homeland or soldier by the should have been blinded because he was running into that blast even temporarily. Yeah, I mean it's it's not a deal breaker by any means. I'm not going to no. stop watching the show or anything, but we're more nitpicky. more clarification. Yeah, we're nitpicky motherfuckers. Yeah, we're gonna so point like, out, we're gonna point out shit like that because it's like hang on no. And we've said I'd it like before. it to be established. Yeah, we've said it before in the past. We just want consistency. Make up whatever rules you want. I don't care. Just be consistent with them. Yeah. Like we said that last season with Black Noir, or sorry, with um, Billy invading the compound to get. Oh Becca. yeah. Do the cameras work or don't they? Are they watched or are they not? Just fucking. He's, he's not like I know he's he's ex SAS, but like, yeah. come on. Yeah. <laughs> this is supposed to be a black ops site. Yeah, but um, onto. Oh, the big, the big one. The big the... gripe. Well, not even a gripe. It's just something that we personally felt that. The, the trailer? Gave away way too much. Well, it gave away one big thing that would have been fun if we didn't know. My issue with the trailer is that you see Soldier Boy. Yeah, you see Soldier Boy in the present, specifically. Yeah. We just think that how amazing would it have been if... If the trailer had been the stuff in Nicaragua, you know, we yeah, knew we, we saw. were Mallory telling, you could have had Mallory telling the story, you know, a little snippet of this, that, and then... Maeve talking about a weapon. You could have very successfully kept all the stuff about Soldier Boy in the present day yeah. out of it. So that, because honestly, <clears throat> that reveal moment when they opened that tube. Should have been huge. I lost my fucking mind when I saw a hamster. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I lost my mind. I screamed the place down. And then I was like, but the second I they walked up to it, I was like, oh yeah, it's going to be Soldier Boy. Like, that's who it is. Yeah, it, like if if we had been if we had been led to believe that he was dead and they had developed a weapon, we would have thought it was a weapon. Yeah, like, which would have been the thing of like, oh shit, oh god, he's alive! Like, and that yeah. was when you get him walking out and them all being horrified. Yeah, if, but instead we spend the first four episodes going, "Where's Soldier Boy? Where's, where's Soldier Boy? Where's Soldier Boy?" They're not going to yeah. have a lot of time doing it, and it did. It bothered me a lot. Yeah, I feel like if they had just taken that bit out of the trailer and, yeah, just that one tiny thing in the trailer and I think I'm with you 100%, it would have made it. No, honestly, like, you, you, like, I, the second I saw Jamie, I fucking lost my shit. Yeah. But I knew the second that they were in that Russian base, they were going to find Soldier Boy was going to be walking out of that and going to blast him yeah. up. And it, that, it ruined it. Uh, not ruined it, but it was like, yeah, I wasn't... It spoiled the surprise. I should have been as happy to see Soldier Boy as I was to see Jamie. Definitely. And if they had followed it, if I hadn't known that was coming, I'd been like, yay, Jamie! And then, ah! Like, I, yeah. that was it. I would have been done for the night. And and we're not saying keep Jensen in the bag as a secret until the show I, came out. Yeah. Like, promote the fact that you've got a massive actor in your season. Yeah, definitely. Especially just, the, the music videos. Yeah, like that. They was were all... fucking hilarious. I want more of those. I want full album of him doing bad covers. Of things. <laughs> Definitely, but they could have. Yeah, they could have teased us with stuff like that. And Kripke could have. I wouldn't even have minded if Kripke had straight up lied to us and said, oh, "Like, don't get too excited." It's all the soldier boy stuff is is all flashback. It's all in the past where we're dealing with the Voss mm. history. And then we would have thought, oh, cool, yeah, we're going to get Jensen Ackle maybe in the early half of the season to set up what happens later. And then, boom, we actually get him in the now. Oh, my God, it's amazing. Like, yeah, I just, it, it, it is one of those things that it irks me. Yeah. So next season. Next, next season, year, yeah, we can just, not, just not, not watch be, the trailers. Yeah. Like, you know that's what I mean? A, that that, your... I, that's basically what I'm going to do because it did. It, because I watched the first four episodes waiting on it as well. I mean, like, oh, is this going to be it? Oh, is this going to be it? Ooh, yeah, like, especially it, especially in like in like episode two when Butcher's like, oh, I've sent French and female off to get the Crimson Countess and I'm going to find gunpowder later on. So I thought, oh, cool, they'll get info and they'll probably find him by the end of this episode or the start of the yeah. next episode. And, and yeah, I was. I was constantly in that mindset of, 
when is Soldier Boy arriving in the well, present? Well, like we, we talked about it during the episodes. I was thinking, like, episode thought, three, we were like, he has to come in in the next episode. Like, yeah, yeah, we did. And, and yeah, it just, and yeah, it made me too, took me out of it a little bit because yeah. we were taken like that. And I said, yeah, we just did, the answer for us is to just not watch it next season and shut up bitching. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I just, I but, just think there was a, yeah, it was a missed opportunity. I like big surprise, things like that. Mm. That should have been like in, I think it was in episode one where I spent most of it going. <gasps> yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was shock, 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 after <laughs> shock. Pearls uh, clutched. Yeah. Thoroughly. It should have been something like that. Like, because if the bit with the, tra- if the trailer had had deep in the octopus. Yeah. <laughs> and not just deep and like little not Timothy. Not just deep eyeing up Timothy. Yeah. But, um, are, are, are we done bitching about the Soldier Boy reveal? Because you just reminded me of something else that I wanted um, to talk about. The, I, like, I would have loved just to have had Soldier Boy bare ass naked coming out of that fog had Be been completely a surprise. unexpected. Yeah. yeah, no, it would have been brilliant. But as I said, there's not much we can do about that now, unfortunately. No. But you did just remind me of a thing that occurred to me during this season. I have a feeling that all sea creatures in the world of the boys speak. English. Well, understand English. Yeah. Because the deep... Talks to them in English? Yeah, he never... Like, he seems to be able to telepathically understand them. So, potentially, he could telepathically talk back to them. (gasps) Sea creatures also have a god. Timothy's praying. Timothy's praying, yeah. Oh, possible. It's possible deep maybe taught him about religion. But... Is deep their god? Maybe. Is he Kronos? Did he just (laughs) eat his child? But... Yeah, so you could you could maybe argue that okay, no, the deep is using telekinesis to talk back to the sea creatures, and he's just saying stuff out loud for our benefit. No, but he's but, had arguments with them. But I say aha to that fictional person who's arguing with me because in uh, episode seven of season two, when A Train gives the deep a present of a fish, the deep says, "You taught it my name," or yeah. "He knows my name." Which means that at oh, some point, A Train held up a baggie with a fish in it and was like, "You're gonna make the deep very happy." Well, for for, <laughs> for whatever reason, A Train said either deep or Kevin in front of this fish, and this fish fully understood and, and that you're this is the person that I am getting him. given yeah. to. So yeah, all sea creatures speak English, yeah, understand uh, English in the world of the boys, and you can give uh, animals V, and it will work apparently because Jamie. James fucking awesome. He's very, very happy in his human skull. <laughs> I honestly, if I yeah. don't get a diabolical Jamie's day, oh, uh, bring Russia, Jamie back. Bring Jamie I back. I loved it. I just he's so fucking cute. When yeah. Frenchie calls him a gerbil, and if you've ever kept hamsters, hamsters do have that oh, genuine, that's a, that's a genuine hamster, hamster face. look. Yeah, they look at you so accusingly sometimes. And he is, yeah, he's giving Frenchie a dirty look for just calling him a gerbil. Yeah, and hamsters fucking know. Yeah. Like we, I've had them for donkey's years. <laughs> And, and they they do oh yeah they could, uh, yeah I our last hamster was and, called SPG and he was very much in the same vein as Jamie yeah he was we, an angry he, angry he was hamster. angry thankfully he couldn't fly though but um, I do like the, the care but like, actually, oh, that, like SPG was fucking nuts could you imagine him on V yeah no I don't want to yeah but I, I really like that not just that we got Jamie, but that they took the care to give us Jamie in that kind of way. Because I was reading an interview with Kripke where he said that they didn't just want to... Jamie's a big part of the comics. Yes. And they didn't want to just shoehorn him in anywhere. So they wanted to wait until it came up naturally. And they said that when they were writing the lab scene, they were like, what it, What kind of stuff should be in this lab where they're testing on Soldier Boy? And somebody was like, well, maybe if they got their hands on some V, they might have tested it on animals themselves. And somebody was like, oh my God, Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, like that's, again, fan service done really, really well. Yeah. Because I think if Jamie, the only other way they could have introduced Jamie was have him maybe get rescued from Herogasm. Yeah, and that would have been very close to the college that somebody, origin. That Kimiko, or no, that they brought Frenchie back a present from Herogasm and it was this hamster. Yeah. <laughs> I also love the fact that Trevor Capone got really, really mad that when he, he got not... the script and he wasn't in Herogasm. <laughs> yeah, poor and Frenchie. Got... And poor Tomer. Oh. <laughs> but... The greatest regret of his life. Yes. Uh, any other last bits likes dislikes anything else theories for uh, season 4 5 I, I still think it's going to be there's going to be another two seasons um, yeah I think we're, we're in for a five season run we're in a five season run Maybe and six. we're going to be getting some crossover with Varsity yeah which I'm really really looking forward to because there's some people in it that were in the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina yeah who were fucking amazing in that and I cannot wait to see them in this 
So they were saying they've said they're going to lop some of the storylines over. Yeah. So I reckon they they'll probably follow along similar like major world events. Oh shit! I never that actually. Do you know? Um, thought just occurred to me. I was going to say that remark about the fact that we haven't gotten Cindy at all this season. Yeah. Cindy, She's gonna Cindy show could up end up in varsity. She would be around the right age. Yeah, she did kind of like it's like, a university thing. It wouldn't be above them to like. Yeah, she could fit in because it is. It's part there. university, part like training academy boot camp. Fook, Cindy could be like the boys' team in varsity. If you get me, mm, well, Cindy I, could end up on the kind of like anti vat side. She could be our version of the boys within varsity. Yeah. Interesting. Had, yeah, that just occurred to me. Hmm, cool. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm really, I'm really looking forward to varsity Chance Perdermo and Jazz Sinclair. I'm really, really. Really looking forward to watching them. Uh, I I haven't seen them in anything, but from what you've told me and from from all the other casting that this show yeah. has done, we'll be in for a treat with yeah. that as well. No, they're they're really really looking forward to watching them. So they've said there's going to be like at least some crossover there. Mm. So I think we're going to get another two seasons of the main boys story arc. I can't see it running for more than five, maybe six. I think it would I don't want out. it. To. I think it would it would either run out of steam or they would start to get ridiculous. Yeah, I don't want season either. Season six of Supernatural. Yeah. Where it just it's yeah it's, season it's six supernatural struggles and they weren't sure where they wanted uh, to go. Season nine Stargate SG one was a bit like a where they kind of scrambled a little bit. Even season six of Stargate as well. Yeah, um, again, it's just it's that difficulties. I don't think they're going to do that, but I think we might get maybe two, three, or well, at think, least three seasons of diversity. I think the problem in say Supernatural and Stargate where they had those issues where where they went past where they initially planned to yeah they if have the written has, an ending into it this if has the boys has, it. has initially planned to have six or seven seasons we could still get six or seven savage seasons mm. once they don't go on past what F- they've initially five planned five to me feels natural five feels natural without <clears throat> introducing characters later in the game like Ben Bader and Claudia Black into yeah, SG1 yeah. where it changes the dynamic and it took them a little while to kind of resettle. Yeah, I don't want them to do things like like kill off some of the boys and then recruit new members yeah. in the next season. So I think this will have a fine, it has, it's going to have a definite for this story and then we have Varsity there for a continuation. Yeah. yeah, I think for season four, it's definitely, Ryan's going to be a huge part of it. Yeah. And obviously Vic's going to be a big part of it on, yeah. the, on the presidential ticket. It'd be interesting to see what powers Vic's kid has. Yeah, will we see Zoe back? Yeah, I think we will. I think we're gonna go. We're gonna see Zoe. So. Yeah, and I really, really don't want it to be something along the lines of Homelander decides that she's super able too, so he's gonna have another one, and he's gonna go full Gandolfin and start kidnapping kids. <laughs> yeah, I think Homelander will mostly just be concerned with Ryan next season and yeah. keeping Ryan with him. Yeah, and not having like Butcher or steal him back or anything. I, I don't, Butcher would have to go a very, very lot like. Nobody's going to be taking that kid now. He can fly. Yeah. He's not going... You're not going to be able to take him. So I don't think he's going to listen to Butcher. I think Butcher's totally shagged that relationship. Yeah, he's going to have to work... It's going to take... Really, something's going to have to happen to Ryan to make him yeah. want to trust Butcher again or, or consider Butcher as an option again. Yeah. I really don't know what they're going to do with with Vic. Having a VOD person on the presidential ticket is bad enough, never mind one with superpowers. <laughs> yeah. So I'm not I'm not sure how they're going to go with her, to be honest with you. I think Edgar's going to show up supporting whoever mm. the, alter, the other one is. I think we're going to get more, Ed, like maybe some Edgar behind the scenes, possibly working with the CIA. Mm. Possibly working with, or not with, at least not with the CIA, but maybe with Mallory. They have a relationship well, there. He now knows, he's going to know that Mallory's got him. Got well, I was going to say, Mallory has Soldier Boy. Does Mallory approach Edgar, knowing that he's not with Vought anymore, to try and get some info out of him in regards to Soldier Boy and why they got is, rid of him or what they can do with him? Is this going to be whatever Vought were given? Yeah, will we find out then what the very first thing you gonna, said today? Is this going to be, is Russia going to turn around now and be like, you took this? Oh, they'll just say, hey, look, he escaped and we're not going to risk transporting him. It's the CIA. <laughs> yeah, we yeah. don't have Deny it. all knowledge. But um, yeah, I don't think I have any specific predictions. As I said, I don't know what they're going to do with A-Train. I don't know what they're going to do with Vic. I have I have a, I have a prediction for where the show might go overall. Yeah. In that I think that Homelander probably won't survive to the last season of the show. No. And the main villain of the last season of the show will actually be Billy Butcher himself. The way <laughs> he's going and he's got a... We know now that he has a year. Yeah, we know he has a year. Tops. So he is going to 18 months at the most. Burn the world down. 
So his focus, I think, will be probably saving Ryan. And then if they manage to get Homelander out of the way, I think that conversation that he had with Maeve is going to be very important. I reckon he's probably going to end up taking some B24. Or a permanent V. Or, yeah, some permanent Yeah, you know, he might get permanent. A lot of people are saying that as well. He'll take permanent V to, to save himself. Not to save himself, to make to sure that if, if he's going out and the permanent V isn't going to fix his brain. He's going to be able to cause way more fucking damage. Yeah, no, and I think I think that whatever whatever the last season of the show ends up being, whether it's five, six, or seven, or it's, I think it's going to be him versus Ryan. I think yeah, I think it's actually going to be Butcher is the main villain. Butcher, it's going to be him v Ryan trying to yeah. either stop Ryan or get through to Ryan, and it'd be fun to see Granddaddy Soldier Boy show up and be like still young and moldable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But um, I think, yeah, we would probably get Soldier Boy back he, before the end of, run, yeah. end of the show as well. Um, because we already know he doesn't really like Homelander because he was like, you know, if you'd been with me, you wouldn't be such a disappointment. So if he, Soldier Boy, does get loose, the first thing he's going to do is, is make a run for Ryan. Yeah. Because he'll be able to, he, he, he said it multiple times, he's wanted kids and raise them upright. Now he's got a super-able kid who is his grandson. Yeah. That he can raise upright. Do you think he'll be able to get past the fact that that kid lasered him once, though? Oh, show spirit. He'll be able <laughs> True, to yeah, yeah. Shows, shows Maxie. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I think that, that about covers our thoughts for the season, does it? Uh, yeah. I was going to say we should move on to our uh, Twitter and podcast friends' thoughts about season three, but as we've just passed the hour mark, should we maybe save that and the chat we had with Anna for a whole other season wrap episode? Yes. Because we should let other people share their opinions. Yeah. Well, I mean, we, we waffle enough as it is, so <laughs> why not, why not yeah. hear what other people have to say? Yes. So we will be back, guys, with part two of our rap chat. Yeah, because Probably. we're bad at things. Yeah, we're, we're, we're bad at being short when we talk. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, so what we'll do is we'll come back probably about a day or so from when this episode goes up. You will be able to listen to some of our, our friends and listeners' thoughts on the season and a very nice chat that we had with Anna, also known as Butcher's Canary on Twitter. And in the meantime, guys, if you want, you can head back and listen to our previous episodes or jump on over to Monorance at the Movies and listen to some of our reviews on some of our favourite movies. And you can come and chat with us on Twitter at Rants Mono or on Instagram at Monorance underscore the underscore boys or you can send your own rants to Monorance Podcast. And we'll catch you very soon. Bye bye. Bye. We are Science Fiction Remnant. This is the Funny Science Fiction Podcast. We are the Caribbean Science Fiction Network. We are Monorats. We are One Tour Level 2 Podcast. This is Sci Fi.